Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters, John Stevens, Angela Peterson, Nick Flynn, Jamie Ramsey, Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Phantom Brewing Company, Dolphin Brewery, Becky Bentley-White, Bayonet Brewing Co., Ryan Charlton, The Paper Mill Micropub, Doug Thayer, Sarah Allmark, The Sociable Beer Company, and The Small Batch Brewing Co. Okay, so it's something really special. Today, Steve and I are in the western suburbs of Miami in a district called Doral, and we are at Trippin' Animals. Absolutely thrilled to be here with three of the four owners of Trippin' Animals. We have Ika, Iggy, and Danny. Guys, can you introduce yourselves? And then let's get into your background and your beer journey. I'm really interested to understand where you got started in craft beer and how you've managed to put together this amazing business that we're sitting in right here. Uh, my name is Daniel, one of the owners here at Tripping Animals. We are from Venezuela, all the owners, we're a family, family owned business. Me, personal, so the first time I tried craft beer is, is it's kind of crazy, the whole thing. Can't believe it or not, 17, 18 years old, I didn't like beer. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there was, the beer in Venezuela was bad, there was no, 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 no craft beer, it was like, only really bad mega mega industrial beer wasn't I just didn't like it and then after high school we went to actually went to England a small uh, small city called Brighton yeah and that's where we actually start going to pubs and all that and trying to start drinking ales Mm -hmm. so it was a whole different beer than what I was always have tried in Venezuela okay so that was six months Ignacio was also there in in that trip and that's where like we try different else ipas like a whole different like a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of flavors after that i moved back to venezuela start university and did a homebrew course i fell in love with the process of making beer <laughs> i started digging around in venezuela craft beer underground kind of because yeah. it was the only thing it was homebrewers making beer and selling right. beer so i started trying venezuela homebrew we start brewing and that's when we start that's when i fall in love about not only the beer but also the process the people the culture the community everything about it and then we did a small nano brewery in venezuela and then after two three years in the project we decided to open as a family all together try to decide to open tripping animals here in florida so that's a little bit of my my background let's get you guys to introduce yourselves yeah my name is ignacio i'm also from venezuela uh, my my beginnings is pretty much what Danny was saying at the beginning. We we have the opportunity to, to do a story abroad after we finish high school. Our mom sent us to to the UK, Brighton, and uh, yeah, we were able to taste different flavors over there and fell in love to it. What uh, year was that? Uh, that was two thousand nine. Okay, mm-hmm. that was two thousand nine, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? Sure. And then after that, I was able to to do my my college in, in St. Louis, Missouri, nice. which it was pleasing because it's a it's a big craft city, yeah. surrounded by by amazing breweries, also counting that yeah. Budweiser is from I was there. Good, I was about it, to say it, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy enough that even the Budweiser from there 
They still have an amazing uh, craft easy in, in the integrators and this. Right. And, and yeah, by that time I was there, I was able to, to do some work with a few breweries as an internship. And then, yeah, I received a call one day that my, my partner Danny wanted to, to move uh, to the States uh, pursuing uh, an opportunity of building a brewery since our country is still like so behind in the industry plus it's living into a hard situation right now right so yeah the united states opened the door for us and especially more specifically miami right so we are very thankful to that and we are very honored to be part of the craft beer scene in florida obviously south florida and the united states Fantastic. yeah man like from, yeah. from there here we are man like yeah. awesome Ica. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Iker and I joined these guys a little bit later in, in the project. Right. So basically around 2014 I was working with my dad for like six years setting machinery for high production uh, breweries and other manufacturers of, of liquids in, in Venezuela. Right. With him we always had the like the dream of being instead of being a supplier, like actually creating a product and yeah. you know, trying to look into the markets and that was, you know, going on in the industry in the in the world. We saw that craft beer was a movement that was creating a lot of noise in you know in the beer right. market. And that's how our interest like really started. And then we were able to start like traveling here to the United States and, and to Europe and visit, you know, different breweries that had hundreds of different models on, on the brewery. And then in 2015, we had a first introduction to the project of tripping animals through my cousin. Right. That he's the other partner and, and one of the OG founders of okay. tripping animals. And then uh, two years later, actually I was here in vacation with my family and my dad was the first one who, who met uh, these guys and he was like, oh, you gotta know these people, like, they have a really cool project going on and, and you know, this warehouse was empty, right. completely, you know, ready to build out, but there was already like a very strong project and an idea with uh, that have already for two years, you know, being developed. So I met the guys and it took me like <laughs> two hours to be like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm moving to, <laughs> I'm moving to Miami. Wow. And, and yeah, that's how it basically happened for me. For me. I want to add that I think that's when the magic happened because it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Because when we had Iker, there was a moment that we were living all together in the same house <laughs> here in Miami and we were home brewing in our garage. Mm -hmm. So we spent like before we were able to open at least here in Miami. We spent like two years, two and a half, two and a half, or maybe three years of living together and just cranking beer in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> the no, good times. And know. it was a big part of our promotion and marketing. So we we came from Venezuela. We don't know. We knew any, a little bit about Miami and the in, and, and craft beer itself, but we didn't know specifics or anything. For us, those two three years before opening, it was all about knowing craft beer in Miami, right. going to every craft beer bar, every craft beer restaurant, every craft beer event. And it was it was great two things. One, 
It was great marketing exposure for us, but also we love it. And we got to meet such an amazing amount of people that honestly is the biggest push when we opened. All those three years of meeting all these people, aside from work, it was just, it just becomes our, our community, our like yeah. the people that we see every day. Nice. That is just a big, a big family. So, so it was three hell, hell of a years that, that we were, you know, brewing beer, but it was all about drinking and meeting people and understanding how the Miami craft beer scene was working. Five years ago, there wasn't too many breweries nice. here in, in, in Miami. And, and I think in the last, I don't know, three years, more breweries have been popping up more and more. And now you have two or three or maybe four breweries opening every year that five years ago wasn't happening, you know? So you had three years to get that networking done. Uh, I, we, in that sense, Steve yeah. and I have got to do it in five days. <laughs> we, we're going back on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you think we're up we're to gonna it? try our best. I think we're up to the task, yes. I think we got this. <laughs> Brilliant, so talk to me about how you got this place specifically off the ground. I mean, you know, you, you said three years of networking, but at that, you know, so how, how hard was it to find these premises? How hard was it to, to get the license? You know, it I'm was, sure it was a so lot of hard work. It took us only one year to find the place. Mm -hmm. Of course, when we arrived here, we were like, okay, we gotta go Wingwood. It's the coolest place. Of course, like, we, we just, have to go uh, there. Just chat with Dicker about that before we And start. then a, yeah. a lot of things come up, like from pricing to just saturated market and like is pricing being the most. Yeah. And then we start looking for different cities around. At the end of that year, we were between two locations, one in Little River, that they all say is going to be the new, new Wingwood, okay. it's going to be the new thing, and Doral. Right. What we like it about Little River is that was wasn't that expensive of Wingwood, it was closer to the city. Right. It had a nice up and coming, like the building itself was nice. And then Doral, what we like it is the price was even better. We were looking for a space. Like this is a nice space as well. So how big is this, uh, Danny? 15,000 15, square feet. Right. Nice. So, so during those, yeah. during that year, like we went to every brewery and then every time we will travel, we will go to breweries. And as you know, this community is very open. So we will ask, what is the biggest problem? Where is the biggest problem? And most of the people say space, space, space. Yep. I was doing an internship in Wigwood Brewing. They are about 8,000 square feet, three years on the project and they couldn't fit a tank they no. couldn't fit and that's the biggest problem with that right now everyone is having so we wanted a, a bigger space so we can yeah. grow into it and, and it's also nice move. and high isn't it so it's not just yeah. fifty thousand square feet you've also got room 22. for yeah really nice tall yeah. tanks yeah. 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 yeah and then so when we started looking for drill we found this spot and it was like super well located mm -hmm. 25 and 107 here are one of the biggest streets yeah. And then the Venezuelan community, you know, have been supportive to us. So that helps to like keep nice. close to our roots. Mm -hmm. Like the licensing part here in Miami is quite hard. For yeah. a brewery, you need to have like distance regulations and you, it's quite complicated and change of use and all that. So we were in that year, we saw a hundred locations and everyone have a problem. So mm -hmm. we were like, you know, we got to pick a problem. So here at the end, what the problem with this place, honestly, was parking. Right. Uh, we decided to go to the parking and honestly to f just fix the situation of the parking, to have the right amount of parking so we can have this space as a tavern. Yeah. It took us three months with city permitting and wow. going back and forward with their lawyers so we can have, so we can do the change of use because yeah. at the end this is industrial and we had to do a change of use for retail. Right, yeah. Cool. So let's talk about the specific configuration here. So how, how big is the, what, what's the capacity of the brewery and how, how big is the tap room, just so people can get a sense of it. Yeah. 
So the distribution, like footprint-wise, we're looking at a 3,000 square feet bathroom. Uh, right. So you could easily fit 200 people in there, I guess. Non yeah. Non-COVID restricted, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like we we also host like craft beer events in here, mm -hmm. like between the inside, the patio, yeah. and the playground. Like kind of like goes into the brewery, but with a decent amount of like space. Yep. We have been in this building over 600 people. Oh wow, fantastic! I mean, I'm not even looked outside at the. I yeah, can see it yeah. through the door there, but obviously yeah. this is very much an outdoor yeah. culture, isn't it, Miami? You know, I guess a lot of the year people are going to want to sit outside, you know, other than in the very midsummer. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. So we're looking at, at that, you know, it's uh, and then there we have a capacity of 12,000 square feet for for the production facility fantastic. and our yeah. offices. Mm -hmm. um, we have a uh, different, I would say, demographic and different type of customer coming into our brewery compared to what we have been able to see in other cities and also in other countries. Right. Because the craft beer scene here, it's also like a late night crowd. Right. Craft beer scene. You know, so when we opened, we were open until 2 in the morning, Fridays and Saturdays. Right. And this place was like... You know, with a really nice crowd yeah. at 12 o'clock on a Friday. Fantastic. So that was something that, you know, called our attention and, and also has, like, helped us know where we have to, like, address right. know, our marketing efforts and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have the classic craft beer drinker coming into a brewery. We have a lot of first-time craft beer drinkers okay. that they maybe just come to the place more for the experience. For the ambience, mm -hmm. than maybe just for the beer. But once they try the beer, and especially like with, with all these uh, different approaches of like heavy fruit sours or you know like super hazy low bitter IPAs, you see how it's really interesting to get like that first time craft beer drinker. Definitely, yeah. That, that that those are styles which are more accessible, aren't they, yeah. to non beer drinkers or people that are just on the, yeah, the exactly. beginning of their journey into craft beer. Where so maybe they feel that they don't drink beer, but it's maybe because they have never tried a beer that they have not found the one that they like. Yeah. 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 So you've got sort of, you've got twenty taps there on, on, on the bar. Are they all Triple Animals beers, or do you yeah. get guest beers in as well? Yeah. So right now there's twenty lines, but we have nineteen because one is for CO two. Okay. So uh, we have a crowder machine. Right. That you know we like to blow the oxygen with the CO two before cleaning the crowders. Sure. Mm -hmm. So the first week that we started, we had, I think yeah. it was one, one or two, one or two of our beers, and then slowly we have been taking over the, the draft. So what we do is we try to always have like 100% of tripping animals beer, mm -hmm. but we like a lot of bringing like guest beers for, you know, special occasions, yeah. for example, if we're doing a collaboration with a brewery from New York when the beer is ready. We like to bring like some of the product that they're doing, sure. right. so we continue, you know, to educate our nice. customers yep. and being able for the customers who are craft beer drinkers to be able to drink, you know, products from from other states. And besides, like most of our inspiration or motivation, it comes from drinking great beer from other places, yeah. and we feel like that same inspiration that we have from drinking high quality products is the same that we want our customers to be able to have. Sure, yeah. How often do you produce a new beer? I mean, um, 
Uh, best man to answer that question. <laughs> How often will we release a new beer? Yeah, a new, new one to go on the, on the tap. It, it was crazy because not so long ago, before the pandemic hit it, we were releasing uh, one beer a month, one, I mean one can a month, and now we're releasing between three to five new brands wow. a week. A week? A week. Lord. Yeah, it's insane. Really? It's insane. And are you, you going to carry on that, that release cadence, so, you know, even when things settle back we, into normal times again? Or? We are figuring it out. We, we probably, I don't know, the market enjoy it, but we still got to figure it out because yeah. it's, it's just a lot. We were just, you know, we're still learning, yeah. figuring out things, how, how the future is going to turn. But yeah. Let's say that for now is my some, week. That's some workload. That's yeah. amazing. So, so talk to us about your typical range of beers. Then, what, you know, what are your specialities? It seems like it's, it's mainly IPAs and sours. Is that fair, or uh, do you? I mean, what would be it? So I can't see the board because my eyesight's not so good. But you know, that, yeah, of, of we, the twenty draft beers, how many would be IPAs then? We definitely do a lot of IPAs and sours. Yep. We enjoy doing those. Also, the market, in, for some reason, they love oh, that definitely. too. You know what Tell I mean? Us, that's exactly what we're here to drink. Yeah. Well, we, we are we are also increasing our barrel age program. Nice. Yep. So we we, we do a lot of stouts, and then where we are getting to do a lot of lagers okay. uh, that that we also enjoy to do, and we also enjoy to drink. Yep. More than anything, all brewers, yeah. all brewers like to drink lagers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and for now. Brilliant. Well, let's talk sour. about because Steve and I are drinking your delicious uh, papaya sour. So before we finished it, tell us about this beer, Iggy. Uh, so What's the inspiration that, for it? The inspiration for it is because we just released our newest uh, beer series, which is actually a single fruit series, and this one is called uh, Three Planets of Papaya. Yep. And it's only papaya. And for me, my personal life, I think. I love the single fruit series because I can actually get that flavor on it. Whenever we go crazy and we do a lot of adjuncts, uh, it's just hard to pull off and, and to under and to get all the flavors. Yeah, I agree. So, how much fruit per, per liter? I believe we did what, Danny? We did no, we did about a, I think two thousand pounds it will be. Two thousand pounds of papaya. Yeah. It's a lot of papaya. For how many, how many gallons of beer? Barrels, uh, 775 mm -hmm. gallons. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of papaya. It is a lot of papaya. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful beer. Yeah. You know, this is. It's got a lovely mouthfeel to it. It's got a real good body, isn't it? Um, yes. I think it, it's just got a beautiful. The, the fruit really pops in it. This, I think there's just a hint of salt in there as well. At least I'm getting a, a hint of salt, which I yeah. really appreciate in the sour as well. So it's just, it's a lovely beer. Um, is this, is it? You say this is a new series, this single fruit series? Yeah. Or is, so this is, this a, is this the first one? Or? No, that will be, if I'm not mistaken, that will be the third one that we okay. do. What that other single be. fruits have you done so far then? So I think we have done blueberry, we have done, blueberry, we have right. done mango, okay. raspberry. Raspberry. Lovely. See, it's the fifth one. Yeah. Oh, the fifth one? So mango, peach, blueberry, raspberry, and papaya. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's biggest? interesting because I mean, most breweries do a, a, a single hot beers, don't they? They yep. all do their own single hop series, but not many brewers do a single fruit series. So it's, uh, yeah. see, <laughs> the biggest thing is not that we were tired or not, but we do doing five, four to five beers every week. And you are adding marshmallow, you're adding vanilla, you're adding a bunch of crazy different flavors. And we say, you know what, why don't we don't 
you know, tune a little bit down and just, just do a single fruit yeah. easy. And uh, yeah, we have seen people that want the marshmallow, but also people that really appreciate just the simplicity of, of the yeah, fruit. Yeah, something that tastes, 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 tastes like the fruit. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, this is, this is really good. I think in the UK, particularly, there's so there's a brewery called North, who I'm sure you're familiar with, based in Leeds, who have really developed sort of the popularity of a triple fruited gosa. Um, and so that, you know, seems to be the style that a lot of UK breweries are emulating now. And this idea of having three fruits in the, in the sour is very common. Um, and I, I think I agree with you. You know, triple fruits can be brilliant, um, but I like the, the simplicity of really being yeah, able yeah, to yeah. taste that. It's just you know, amazing. Yeah. Fruit, yeah. Uh, no, it's brilliant. Also, it plays well for us because we're in South Florida, so it's very tropical. Um, you know, like no, absolutely. Just fruits. And so you're not, yeah, you're not short of great fruit farms around here, I'm sure. So you yes, can, <laughs> you very fresh and yeah. very, very local too. You know, oh, definitely, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a bit more generally about the Miami scene then. So, give us a bit of background to what you found in Miami when you arrived in 2015, 2016 and how it's changed over the last few years? No, I, I think me personally, like, as we were talking, I think when we got here, there was maybe two, three breweries, four So breweries. that would have been Jay Wakefield? Uh, uh, see, I think, and don't get me wrong, I'm not 100% sure, but ah, I, know, sure. I know there was Titanic Brewing, okay. there was Miami Brewing all the way in Homestead, there was Wingwood, then MIA, Biscayne, Wakefield. Right. And I think like that was kind of like the base and then in the recently years it have been like us, Unseen Creatures, Unbranded, Lincoln's Beer, yep. Falco, and then you have more crappy bars opening. Like Miami at the end is a is a cocktail city. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah Tourists yeah. here and it's about nightclubs and party. But the craft beer scene is growing little yep. by little and I think all the breweries are doing a great job. Like for us for example, MIA is MIA Brewing is only six yeah, minutes away from us. Yeah. And it was good for us that they were right here because they were already creating like market here in yeah. Dural. Dural being such a Latin community that they don't know too much about craft beer. They were already like they had fifty types of beer, so they were already well. <laughs> they were already creating a good market for us. But yeah. but I think yeah, I think in the last two, three years the craft beer scene in Miami have skyrocketed. Like you see more events coming up, you see and not only in Miami, but Florida. You see Florida getting a bigger name in the USA. Absolutely. And you have big festivals more and more coming every year here in Miami. Yeah. With big names, international names, like like Miami Brewers bringing those international names and trying to grow that that craft community here in, in Miami. Fantastic. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, you know, we're as I explained, Danny, we're, we're here to research our tour and hopefully put together a you know, really compelling itinerary for people to, to come and experience. And it's great to hear that you know there's more places opening up all the while. I think you know we we're going to try and get around most of the names you've mentioned already the next few days. Yeah, sure. um, we got a Spanish Marie, a bit cool. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a little bit further to the south, uh, Spanish yeah. Marie. Yeah. Only only 15 minutes drive from here, you can hit five to seven breweries. I think. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. If there is no traffic? No. <laughs> yeah, that's always an issue, isn't it? You've got to, got to plan, your, uh, plan your journey time. So we can do that. That's, that's part of why we're here as well, is to figure out those logistics on the ground. I know you guys were invited to the UK. You've, you've talked about your, your 
history in, in Brighton and, and your experience with, with UK craft beer. But I know very specifically you almost made it to Hop City this summer. It's such a shame that you didn't. But how did you come to get that invite? You know, how, how did that? Uh, what's your connection with, with Northern Mug? That was crazy, then. That was honestly. We have been always following them, going back and forward, contacting them, and, and uh, also with the support of a of a big friend in the industry that we have. Right. His name is, is Will Rivera. Mm -hmm. um, um, he helped us with the connection, and, and then also again through Instagram, going back and forward, meeting all with them because we are a huge, huge fan of, of, of Northern Mountain right. and all that they do. So we were able to to be part of it and. Not just that, we were able to do a collaboration. So we did a collab in the UK, and then we did a the second round here in in Miami. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was yeah. it was fantastic. No, it was I mean, it's such a shame that you weren't able to, to actually be there to, to play yeah, the this uh, Yeah, with, this year with the with, with the situation that we're living, it was it was tough to make it. But hopefully, next year we are gonna be there. And well, I certainly hope so. I'm really well, Rob looking and I went to the Top City this year. Um, over two days, and your beers, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're the first ones to sell out of, over there. Yeah. Being sours, they, they were different from the typical hop beers that are over there. Yeah. I mean, you quite and literally saved our lives at that festival. <laughs> you know, it might sound like an exaggeration, but if this is a hop, this is hop city, right? This is it's, it's yeah, basically so it's IPA, <laughs> you know, IPA, double IPA, IPA, double IPA, IPA, double IPA. And, and how many of those beers can you drink one after another before you need a sour to reset your palate and start again? So you know, we, we were having three, four, five IPAs and stuff. Like, Great, Dripping Animals is sour, so I mean, yeah. another three or four IPAs, an hour later, oh, we need another sour, back to Dripping Animals with another sour. That was all very well on the first day, but by the second day, there was nothing left. You know, the sours are all gone, and nobody else has sent any sours to that festival. So, seriously, you guys saved our lives, and not just us, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of other people would listen to this podcast agree with what I'm saying, because if it wasn't for your sours at Hop City this summer, it wouldn't have been so much fun for us because you no, just, you know, how many, not. literally, how many IPAs can you drink one after another? There's well, a limit, isn't there, before you just get, you just get so yeah, clogged so up with hops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, much, as, much as I love hops. Thank you so much for that, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I know you were also, um, you were scheduled to do a collab with uh, with our friends at Mondo as well yeah. uh, over the summer. Did you do that, yeah, I guess you did that remotely in the end or not, or is that still part of the plan for the future? We haven't done it, but yes, we are going to do it. They're our friends, and, and we're looking forward to that. We love to do that also in person. So yeah, I mean, I know Tom. We, we, uh, Tom is a big fan of the Miami craft beer scene, isn't he? So uh, it's a yeah. so Yes, yes, that so, is awesome. So yeah, no, we uh, we we've been in contact with uh, with with Mondo, and we very much hope that we one of the breweries that we run the nice. tours to Miami to when we can get that off the ground uh, next year. So uh, yes. yeah, it's good to. Good to know those guys, and they've, they've been a big supporter of, um, of This Week in Craft Beer um, since we started. Actually, they were one of the first guests on the podcast um, back early last year. Cheers to that. Yes. Just uh, changing the sub subject slightly, um, what is your wacky artwork? So how did that evolve, and how is, and how's that developed? Because it's very distinctive, you know, looking around the tap room here and on your can, your artwork yep. is, you know, very unusual and quirky. I just is there a story behind that? Or? No, we just try to do something different, man. You know, yeah, like we're we able. That's one. That's one of the beauties of this industry that we are allowed to to express whatever we want on the labels, and 
And yeah, we always want to do a, a brand that is related with animals and... Animals tripping out, I guess. Yeah, they're just having fun. <laughs> animals and, and mushrooms. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> some of them look tired, some of them look like they're tripping out, some of them look like they're <laughs> drunk, you know. Is it a single artist that does all your, all your designs? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. We have, we have actually two, but we have one that, that is the, the, the one that has been with us from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also part of the family. His name is David Leon. And, yeah, man, he, he's massive. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, man, he's fucking killing it. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, again, the idea for us is like, not just the liquid, but finding different ways how we can differentiate from what others are doing. Yeah. And I think, you know, like art for us is really important that we take that very serious and we want to express that. By the liquid being high class and also by the label and our yeah, brand you, you want people to and what we love it. to do, you know, and what we love to do here at Tripping Animals. Not yeah. only us, but everybody that works in here that makes this happen. You know, yeah, like. we've got it absolutely spot on. It's this, you know, fantastic artwork and very distinctive. And I mean, you want, you want people to walk into a liquor store and be able to look across the room at the fridges and spot your brewery's beer, don't you? That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. The future is like, I want the people to walk into the liquor store and I want the can, the animal, to talk to you. Yes. Like, hey, what's going Come on? Come and get me, come and get me. Yeah. No, I think that's, it, it's, it's so important and I do think that, that your, your art style is, is, is very competitive. So I appreciate that. you got that, got that really nailed down. Please keep listening for more after a short message from our sponsors. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. Them That Can deliver the machinery, labour, materials and most importantly the expertise to achieve a professionally canned product that keeps their clients happy. For more information about how you can get started with their amazing services, please visit www.themthatcan.com um, let's talk about, you mentioned you run running events, or you have run events at, at the tap room. Have you got something planned coming up, you know, that we, we can tell people about? What's the... We think we're about to be the, <laughs> the best events. Yeah. So right now, we have one big local event that we personally love, and at least it's one of my favorite. It's, uh, it's like called a Cajachina. It's an event that we do with the community and for the community. Okay. That we do it every December, like the last weeks of the year. Where basically we cook ourselves uh, some uh, pork, okay. the, like a tra in a traditional. Like barbecue, like a bit roast kind of uh, yeah. barbecue kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 like in a, the traditional Cuban way. Okay. So basically, what we do is we talk, uh, we ask people to bring some toys, and everyone who brings a toy, we give them a sandwich, oh, you nice. know, as, yeah. a, as a gift. Mm -hmm. But really the idea is to, to keep continue building those bonds with the community and, yep. and continue being able to give back to the community because we feel that we're blessed with everything that we have received. Sure. So we're always trying to give back, you know, as much as we can. So that one is in December. Then in January we got a juicy. It's called Juicy by by Fruit Events. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also a, a good friend of ours and and also he has been supporting us since, since we started. He's the Mr. Chris Marino, mm -hmm. he organizes events. So we're going to be hosting this, his event, but right. it's going to be hosted here at Tripping. Right. That's going to be January 8th. Mm -hmm. And then in April, we have Irie Jungle. 
that it's our big uh, craft beer event that we do every year around the 420 uh, date. Right. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in that week. Yep. Uh, last year we brought, well, this year we brought 50 breweries. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, nice. This year we're going to bring 60 breweries. <laughs> we're going to do it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, live music, you know. We would love to try to bring some breweries from, you know, other countries and see sure. if we can make that happen. Yeah, that would be nice. Have a it is, but logistics is, is very complicated, especially yeah. like just for one or two texts. Yeah. But we just want to give the best experience to, you know, to our local community so they can try a lot of beer. Yep. And yeah, I think like in the short, you know, five next next five months, we have those three events. Brilliant. And possibly uh, four events food focus. Mm-hmm. We're just figuring out what's going to be the best day to do it. Right. But we also have a festival that's called Skip the Line, where basically what we do is we have the same concept of the beer festival, but we give the main protagonism to the food. So we try to work with local chefs that we consider that they're doing crap with their right with their food. Look for food. Yeah. So it's it's super cool because now you don't see beer tasting. Now it's just like a bunch of food tasting. Yeah. With just a beer to wash it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. We also want to elevate the experience on the beers the to pairing. try to yeah, yeah to yeah. try to get more into the pairing. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know growing into something really nice. Right. The first edition was really cool. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to do that also like in the upcoming month. So yeah, we don't stop. Like in the ah, next fantastic. in the next five months, we have four events in the pipeline. <laughs> You know, ready to go. And, uh, yeah. Fantastic. I should have asked you earlier when we were talking about the brewery, but how much of your beer goes into cakes and cakes can? What is the? Do you know what the percentage breakdown is between? Between cans and, and cakes. And cakes. So it has been since COVID. We had to switch all for 100 cans for a period, yeah. to yeah. cans, and I think that was a big advantage that we, you know, it was a big thing for us because we had the opportunity to make cans. So it was very good for us because we opened a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, points of sales that we didn't have because right. we were doing more kegs. Right now, if I don't mistake it, we're about 80 percent cans, twenty percent kegs. It could be even 85, 15. Yeah. Uh, and I think now the kegs are going to start growing a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I personally love more cans. Mm-hmm. Just package you make it send it cakes it's a little bit like getting them back and yeah. all that kind of things both of course the draft experience i love the draft experience and be able that you're in, in any lo- in any bar that you can have the beer pouring that's something beautiful so we're going to grow it as much as we can both uh, i'm hoping for next year that you know next year this year we're going to do 4200 barrels of beer okay next year we're shooting for 7000 barrels wow we actually got our tanks uh, on yeah, Monday. Yeah, I saw you got some shiny new stainless steel out yeah. there. <laughs> we got two, two 60s, two 30s, and one bright 60. And the idea yeah, is to do 7,000 barrels. And uh, we might get to 25% kegs around there. Depends on yeah. the market and how, how it goes. But yeah, it was a weird transition. Like we were doing only Florida, then COVID hit. Then we started doing out of the state, yeah. distro, and everything in cans. And now we're back. Our playground, we're gonna grow Florida and Miami and Doral specifically. You know, that's our goal for yep. next year. 
And so are, uh, the keg, are the kegs going out of state or the kegs are just, just Miami basically? Kegs are mostly Miami. Yeah. We're just sending some kegs out of state, but very minimum. Yeah. Most of the kegs is, is for for Florida. Right. Itself. Yeah. And the cans are sold. And the cans they are sold everywhere. Everywhere yeah. where, where where we sell our beer. Yeah. But that's uh, that's through distribution obviously. You can't yeah. you can't sell direct um, yeah, even you can sell from the tap room, but you can't, you can't sell from a web store. No, it's a, it's a huge thing, and and I don't think, unfortunately, it's not going to change anytime soon. No. But it's something you know. I'm I'm not saying that that we don't need distribution. I think you need distribution, or when you get to a certain point. But the fact that you're opening a brewery and you cannot, you know, you pass a year of construction, two years of construction, you're struggling, and it's like. You could be selling your beer to the bar next door. Yeah. And you cannot do it, you gotta go to a distributor and you gotta sign with the distributor. And when you sign with the distributor, you give them your brand and they own your brand. Yeah, that's the, that's if, the worst part about and it. If, they are not, yeah. if they're uh, not doing a good job, it's too late. You yeah. cannot leave them no. unless they want, unless they let you. Wow. So you really you really need to trust that person that if you say, hey, if you don't you don't like working with me, you we're got, out. You got to be careful. But you're you're, you're working sure, by yeah. trust because yeah. even with contract, it's complicated to leave a distributor. Wow. We have been honestly thankful. We cannot complain about all the distribution channels that we have used. But it's just crazy. I think you should be allowed to. I don't know. To you produce two, three thousand barrels to destroy yourself. Yeah. You know, it should be. It should be like I don't know. After that, I think it becomes a, a job and a whole thing. But. Something before that, you know, you see breweries, brewpubs, that they only make beer to sell there, and then there is an event next door, and you cannot sell it, you cannot yeah. be it, you gotta sign with, you know, it's like, it doesn't make sense the way. This is Florida, I have heard different states, every yeah. state is different. New York is great, like, we have here, I don't know, I don't know which state was it, but I heard about a state that you cannot open on Sundays, you cannot oh, make man. beer that is higher than 7% alcohol, <laughs> Oh, if, if it's about seven percent, you can you ha, you have to can it. I think is the law, and then you can sell it, can it, but you cannot sell it draft. Wow, is that so like, it doesn't that make yeah. sense, but that's yeah. Wow. Yeah, we just follow the law and yeah, try yeah. to do the best. Yeah. Well, you're doing a pretty good job as far as I can see. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love we love the feel of this space. We're really looking forward to uh, to getting back here at the weekend. Actually, we we're staying just up the road um, the last two nights of our trip, oh, so, nice. so we'll be walking back down here. I'm sure we're. Uh, Friday or Saturday night to, uh, to really get cracking with the uh, with your tap list over there. <laughs> nice, nice. Looking forward to that, but we've got a lot more places that we need to go between now and then. <laughs> so um, I've got a couple of questions that I ask every week on this podcast, so I'm going to ask you guys those questions as well. I haven't given you warning of this, so I apologise until you're going <laughs> to... I may need to edit out the thinking time while you're deciding what to say, but um, every week I ask the guest to mention um, what I call uh, a shout out to a little guy. And what I mean by that is, I want you to mention a really small local business somewhere, it doesn't have to be Doral, but Miami generally, that you think is doing a great job promoting independent craft beer. So not, you know, I'm not talking about the big guys, you know, we all know who they are, but it's all about helping you guys succeed and, you know, just promoting independent craft beer. So is there anywhere that you can think of, whether it's a bar, a tap room, a restaurant, but, but somebody that's doing a great job to, to spread the word? I would, I would like to mention that in a city like Miami, everyone that is doing something should be considered little. Yeah. In an independent point of view, because the penetration in the market is so low 
that really no one knows about craft beer. Right. You know, like even big, big names like Jake Wakefield, people like you ask, like you guys are going to be here in Miami. Like do the, do the research. Like outside of craft beer bars, ask random people if they know Jake Wakefield. Nobody, like out of 10 people, maybe one. Wow, yeah. Will, will know the name. So really like, of course there are some smaller breweries that have started and they need like equal support or more support than anyone, but in general, like I would love to have a list of everyone because everyone really deserves to be mentioned because it's a market that is just starting to, to exist mm -hmm. yep. and to grow here. So from the breweries, we can start in the Wynwood area, of course. Like, yep. So Waco, I guess, like, doesn't have to be mentioned because everybody sure. already knows who he is. But we have uh, here in, in or close to us, Unseen Creatures. Yep. We have uh, a local meadery that they just opened recently. Okay. Uh, Seba. Yep. Really involved in the whole craft beer scene. Um, we have a small, also, orchestrating mines in Fort Lauderdale. That they have like a two barrel system. But that's just like small in production. But right. when you have a bunch of people like us in like similar mindset of like starting that we got uh, invasive species, those are definitely a place to You have Kim Fox. Kim Fox. Kim Fox Brewery. Spanish Brewery. Spanish Brewery. Yep. Beat culture. There's right. a new one there is a new one that just opened up. Good friend of ours, their name is Offsite. Okay. And they're actually located in Norma in Little River. In Little River. Yeah. And they just opened a few weeks ago. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, man. And bars. There is Exit One. There is a Union. Yeah, the, the Union Bob Seller. Okay, but uh, what one? This is well, Boxelder is offside. It's offside now. Right. Fried chicken, craft beer place, like perfect combination. <laughs> there is one place that I like the concept that they are doing. It's called Mendes Fuel. Right. So it's a gas station. Right. But they set up a craft beer market inside plus a crowler filling station. Okay, nice. Yeah. So yeah. they have already, I think, it's two or three locations. So it's a really nice concept because. Uh, so the, guy, the name again, Danny? Uh, uh, Mendes Fuel. Men Mendes. Mendes Fuel. Mendes Fuel. Mendes Fuel. So yeah, they just took yeah. a, they took a simple gas station yeah. and just make an there's elevated. Because so there's so many gas stations that are closing. You know, it's a perfect uh, sort of exactly. form factor, isn't so it? You now can you pick have that up for, for almost no market, money. Yeah. Crawlers, even the empanadas and the food that they do. Like he really elevated the, the I don't know the. Pumping gas. Yeah, like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go there and you eat, drink, buy your groceries. Like awesome. he, he really did it. And well, yeah, I think as Iker mentioned, like right now, everyone is trying to like. We have so many more craft beer. They are small, yep. but they are all putting their love and their passion into the community. And I think between bars and breweries, we support a lot of each other, and we do events together, and we, you know. We're all the same family, Fantastic. I would say. Yeah. You have, uh, there is a big, you have the Kush, Kush restaurants. They have about five, six different restaurants. And they're all about craft beer. The food is great. So, 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 so that name again? Kush. Kush, how are you spelling that? Uh, K-U-C-S-H, sorry. K-U-S-H, yeah, yeah. Kush. Kush. And they also have one called Local, Spillover. And they have opened different concepts. 
and they are all based on craft beer nice. and really good food. Big supporters of craft beer. So yeah. they are being supportive <laughs> and there is a Falco from Lincoln's. He also, you know, instead of going to Wingwood, Little River, all the big Miami beach, he's basing more in the communities like yeah. Kendall, Palmetto, uh, Bear Road, all those areas. He's opening little small breweries that are giving huge impact to the craft beer community too. Uh, no, there is a lot of people doing very fun, funny stuff that are making growing the community more. Good to hear. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So and if we left, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But if we left anyone outside of the list, it's because we forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we, you didn't mean it. We, yeah. yeah, we love <laughs> and appreciate everyone that is doing someone something in here. Yeah, to support the, the, the more the merrier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. No, definitely, definitely. Actually, we forgot right quickly. There is another brewery that you're stopping up. Their name is Epoca. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to go there. I haven't been there, and but yeah. Best luck to them, and as Iker said, like if we forget anybody, I mean we love you guys. I will pray to you know, just work in a certain ways, and yeah, thank you for supporting the craft. Um, and cheers, man, to, to Miami, to you guys, to the UK, and to the beer itself. No, we love it. It's an absolute pleasure. I have a wrap-up question, um, guys, and so I ask this every week as well. I like to know what your ultimate happy hour would be. Um, so I want each of you to give me a different answer here. It doesn't have to be a different answer, but I want each of you to give me an answer. And I'd like to know where you would be, who you would be with, and what beer you would be drinking. So who wants to go first? Probably, probably, will be, probably uh, I will be back home at Cariwa, Yep. my hometown, my city. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have so much fun there. Um, uh, yeah, probably we'll be drinking, I don't know. You can bring the beer with you as well, it doesn't have to be local, if you, you know. I don't know, man, like, that's my idea. It's, it's hard to say, what will you no, say? I, if I will say, and you know, like, the, the collaborations that we have done and going through through that part and everything, if you ask me, like, one of the very funny was Invasive, I think it was the first one we did. Oh, yeah. We the did Bimini, and, like, those guys are amazing, they're in Fort Lauder. Mm -hmm. We had a hell of a time, like, just drinking. Yeah. Just drinking beer, like we drink a lot of beer, so I cannot tell you which one, but <laughs> but like I don't know if you tell me one person, one beer, one brewery, it's a hard one. It's a difficult question when it just dropped on you. Right? Yeah, no, no. we just one person. <laughs> we don't want to get No, it can be your whole family, every all your friends, whatever. Just I would, I would bring the entire Trippy Animals crew. Yeah. Like, I live here, like I see these guys all the time, right. so I'm used to that. Okay, and I love that yep. very much. So I think I would bring them. them probably my family, my girlfriend, and uh, yeah, especially like for me, if I say back home, I will, like the only person that have been there is Danny, and I would love everybody to go nice. and experience yeah. like what is like important for me, which is obviously my country in general, sure. but the city where I'm coming from, and, and yeah, man, I probably will be drinking while there, we probably will be drinking Polar, which is a macaroni <laughs> from Venezuela, and, <laughs> and they do, I don't know, some, some pilsners, and yeah, man, drinking all day. What would be your preferred beer style, Danny? Beer style? Yeah, what would, if you had to choose one beer, what would you No, be? right now, yeah, the same lagers. Pastry yeah. style. Mostly. <laughs> no, we did, we did. We, when we start drinking, we start with Heavy License. Okay. That was the Francis Canner, that was like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. And then after that, we passed to more like Ambers, Pale Ales. And then we was IPAs, there was Sours, there was the Stouts, and now it's a little bit of everything, and now we go back to lagers. Okay. <laughs> But then one beer, 
So there's one beer. It's gonna be bad. I don't know the name. But so we had a good experience in Austin, Texas. Okay. Jester King. Yeah. He makes hell of a beer. Very high on my bucket yeah. list of places I have to go to. So the the experience was amazing. Yeah. All the beers that we had there, but there was one with a big raspberry on the middle. Uh, Sorry, that it was really good. Okay. Uh, so I could be enjoying that mostly anywhere. And I honestly like what Ignacio say about we talk so much about how is Venezuela mm-hmm. and we give shit to everyone like when they say, Oh yeah, I have the best lake. No, Venezuela have the best lake. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have, no, we have the best mountains. So I would love to take them to Venezuela. Right. This is a nice experience and like show them like this is what we talk about all the nice. time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Ika, you're up. But I wouldn't mind at all right now being in Barcelona. Okay. Uh, drinking a nice, hazy session like we ate from the homies of Garage. Yeah, it's one of our favorite in breweries, the beach definitely. Right yeah. now yeah. With Lan- and, you know, I'll take something that Ignacio and Danny said of the, like, what it means to us to also share, like, experience outside of the workspace with with yeah. the people who is putting all the effort in here yeah. and our families you know so i would definitely would love to have all the tripping squad and, nice. and our family there you know enjoying some <laughs> hazies good choice yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm happy yeah. with that yeah good answers <laughs> all good answers yeah well look gents absolute pleasure to meet you we're just having so much fun being in miami having just spent about well, a year and a half, literally, trying to make this trip happen, and we booked it and cancelled it and booked it and cancelled it because we just weren't allowed to travel, and now we're here. So we're going to make the most, make the most of these few days. Um, I mentioned already we're staying just up the road, so we'll be back at the weekend. I think probably you guys are all going to be away uh, enjoying Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, yeah. we're here, so we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be cracking on. Um, but real pleasure to meet you. Um, I really hope that we can get out tours off the ground uh, back to Miami next uh, next summer and I hope we can bring some more UK craft yeah, fans to, see you then, to meet you and experience this beautiful space you have here so yeah, this is, uh, hopefully this is the first meeting of, of many. Yeah, awesome. All right. well, we appreciate that you guys came all the way here and do this for us. These, these kind of things are what make craft beer amazing and thanks for having us in your, in your podcast and we're always going to be here and hopefully one day here, one day there and we can drink all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you, James. Cheers. Commencing in the spring of 2022, This Week in Craft Beer will be running meticulously curated long weekend tours to the world's most exciting craft beer cities in partnership with some of the UK's leading craft breweries. Destinations will include New England, Brooklyn, Miami and Brussels. If you fancy joining a small tour party led by a leading UK craft brewer as we experience a packed long weekend of meet the brewer and tutor tastings at some of the leading craft breweries on the planet, please pay close attention to our newsletter and website 